Sometimes in life you find yourself on the right side of the line, where the skies open up and cast a towering shadow, guarding you from the worst life has to offer. And then... That same sky rips away that warm blanket from your clutching arms and casts it into the night. Now, you are on the wrong side of the line. And that's why I'm here. To keep you in line. A line we call the Dry Line. Now a member of the Global Ag Network. Really, the greatest thing about doing this podcast is, for some reason, the most immature things that can happen or that can be ridiculed in an immature manner happens here on the farm. So we're glad everybody's listening. This is the Dry Line Farmer Podcast, and I am your host, Brent Carlson. And with me, a little different today, is Landon, and he is remotely from his home. So what I've got here is I've got a microphone laying on the desk that I built that's still wobbly because I hadn't shored up the legs yet. I've got the phone next to the old microphone laying on the top of the table. So, uh, Landon, let's give it a shout. Let's see if you can. Uh, we can hear you. You can hear us. I can hear you just fine, Brent. Oh, my God. You sound like you're embedded in Iraq somewhere. <laughs> I'm embedded in a flip phone. <laughs> well, that yeah, there we go. That's our first deal. All right, I'm going to just pretty much turn you up as much as I can because that's ridiculous. Otherwise, I might have to try your other microphone. But uh, So we've got Landon remote on location. At his, I mean, it's not really on location when it's at your home. But nonetheless, this is episode whatever number. And uh, once again, like I was saying in the intro there, if something can be interpreted in an immature fashion, I'm going to be all over it and so is Landon. And um, so we're going to talk about really a couple different things that relate to that um, genre of talk. But uh, so we're talking, <laughs> the first segment is sex sent my dog to the ER. <laughs> and I don't know if you've seen any of those episodes of about the people that got sent to the ER by sex, but we're going to be talking about the first segment and our main segment, I guess, I don't know if, if we ever get off of this dog thing, but I mean, finally the guy, the dog got off of her, his dog. So, you know, that kind of works both ways, but. <laughs> Um, our main spot, we uh, ran across a pig wagon. Now, it's not a livestock pig wagon, but it's a pig wagon with, I'm pretty sure, Bigfoot driving it. We're going to describe that to you when we get to that segment. But, um, not, it didn't get, this guy didn't get, uh, this guy didn't get found out, not once, not twice, but three times. Once by Landon, once by me, and once by a buddy on Twitter, or, a local guy here on uh, in Hereford, but also a friend on Twitter as well. But so, pig wagon guy is going to be our main segment. But I don't know why we're not making this dog thing our main segment. But uh, nonetheless, uh, that's what we got in store for you. So uh, you know, hold on to your shorts because it's going to be a wild one. Um, before we go any further, though, we want to uh, tell everybody that uh, you can find this thing on the Global Ag Network is what we are members of. And uh, they're going to disseminate this podcast out through all the regular platforms that we've been using over time. That's iTunes and uh, Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, um, and of course our big, our big outlet, Twitter and uh, Twitter mostly. And you're going to find that on my Twitter handle. That's at Trader Brent. And uh, Landon, uh, give us a shout and tell us what your handle is. My handle is No 
Landon44. No twit Landon44. He's going to retweet that if he's if he knows what's good for him. But um, so find out all those things. We got a um, we got a little rain on the way, or at least on the forecast. We got all that. I've been working on my barn, get, uh, still getting ready for that whole uh, show calf thing that we got uh, in the works. But uh, today I was um, up on top of the lean to, and um, allegedly the guys that painted the outside of the barn were supposed to replace all these screws and. I'm picking out these nails that have absolutely no, um, they have absolutely no fastening capability left in them. I just pull, I can pull them out by with my bare hands. They're of course they're only 50 years old. They might have been wallowed out by a few shakes of the wind and the hailstorms. But uh, so I spent the afternoon. Um, fortunately, it was somewhat warm, but uh, and unfortunately it was windy. But I was on the leeward side of the barn, so. Um, Nonetheless, it wasn't hot, and I got a lot of stuff done. And fortunately, my kids showed up, so uh, I got to cut off early and go play with them. But uh, yeah, so uh, got all that done, Landon. What you been up to? Oh, just same old, just just working. We're shipping a lot of grain at the old co-op. What's the uh, What's the good old uh, story on the wheat? Are you gonna have anybody bring in that cheap ass wheat? I don't know, man. That that price that price is dropping dropping like a rock right now. What's your expert saying, Landon? Uh, they're hoping that we're finding the bottom here pretty soon. Yeah, that's what that's what my, that's what my dog said. <laughs> uh, and believe it or not, Landon, that was my idea of into a segue into our first segment. If you didn't know that or not, <laughs> this is one of the ultimate. That's what she said segments. But uh, nonetheless, well, yeah, and it sounds like we're uh, we've all been getting kind of a little busier than we were. Any anything on the farm yet? You getting ready to pre water? Are you even into that? Oh, yeah, still Yeah, plan out all the moisture that you can, huh? Exactly. Yeah, that's right. Well, uh, we got a little farming going on, so uh, really all we've done we've slung that compost, and we're really not in the mood to pre-water. Hopefully, we'll get us a free pre-water in here next week uh, in the forecast. But uh, so enough of the serious talk, and that's as serious as we get. But um, so yeah, Landon, did you know that? This was a normal thing with dogs and their mating habits. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I saw the picture and I just thought, just thought it was your your pups getting some afternoon doggy delight. I mean, the, I, they were getting nice, man. I mean, this no, this was in the morning. This was a little morning delight. This was like before your coffee, because uh, got the kids and the wife all sent off to school. And uh, anyway, well, I'm looking. So let's get into it. I'm looking out the back window in the in the backyard and. I kind of hear a little whimper every now and then, and I look at them. I'm like, oh, they're probably just wrestling around or whatever and kind of just, uh, you know, being playful. And I mean, I guess they were, but uh, I, didn't, I didn't I didn't suspect I didn't suspect any mating rituals going on because they were butt to butt. I'm like, so, you know, my experience, which I'm 38 now, so I've seen a couple things and done a couple things, but. From what I've known, that type of position is not does not um, invoke a butt to butt positioning. Landon, are you are you uh, up to date with me on that? Making they're making the beef. Yeah, no, they're doing it with their butts, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, Brent, Brent, that, that could lead to the ultimate walk of shame. Right there. <laughs> oh, four legs, man! The four legged walk of shame. Oh shoot! All, all, eight, all eight of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tell you what. Well, anyway, don't mind. Don't mind us. Don't. <laughs> they didn't trust me. They just got after it anyway. So I'm like, well, 
hmm, they don't have tails. They're both bobtails, so I know they didn't get hung up that way. And, of course, the uh, the whole sex thing did kind of cross my mind, but when I saw him in that position, I'm like, no, that's not normal doggy style. <laughs> so I am like, that can't be it. And um, so I kept watching, and they kept, I'm like, well, maybe they got some, like, hellacious cockleburs, like, in between their furs or something. And they just, I mean, because they're pretty kind of shaggy dogs. I mean, let me set the scene. I mean, they're, well, not, I'm not going to start the porn music, but these dogs are like the male. He's probably 22. And oh yeah, it's exacerbate the problem. I just took the female dog in a couple days ago for a urinary tract infection. So no telling what she's going to be pissing out now. But uh, anyway, so um, I'm looking at them. And anyway, so the male, they're miniature Australian shepherds. So the, the male's probably about 23, 24 pounds. The male, the female's about 15 pounds. So little dogs. Anyways. It doesn't, it doesn't sound like the male's a miniature, Brent. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, no, he's not, dude. That That's at the end of the story. Anyway, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, anyway, I'm, I'm watching. I'm not, like, got popcorn or anything. I'm not sitting down there with a bagel and just, like, taking it all in like she was. But, um, anyway, so... I guess they, you know, they were getting nice with each other, and um, she's been. I know she's been in heat the last couple of days. I don't know. I don't know the uh, the uh, heat cycles of a dog, but all I know is she's been in heat for the last couple of days. And we've got another dog that the stray that uh, came around about six weeks ago, and she's a Great Dane. Fortunately, she's a female, so uh, she weighs eighty one pounds, and we're trying to bring her back to life because when we found her, she was all skin and bones. But fortunately, there was no mounting going on there because she would have actually. I was going to say she would have killed her or if it was a male but turns out the female has all the control in this in this relationship because as you'll find out she's the one that calls the shots even though he's the one <laughs> giving the shots but anyway um so so with dogs it's the same as humans <laughs> yeah pretty much yeah pretty much let it you've been married a while now haven't you oh yeah <laughs> anyway so uh so anyway so they they, they got their business and I'm looking at him and looking at him. I'm like, okay, are are they done? I mean, I don't see any more hopping or humping and whatever. So they're just, anyway. So they're both just standing there, butt to butt, just kind of you know the dog, the female, the the guy smoking a cigarette, the male dog, and you know, and the, <laughs> the female's crying. But anyway, um, so they're sitting there. I'm like, huh, they're not doing anything and they're not separating. So I kind of watch a little longer and I'm like. Then I kind of hear a whimper every time they kind of move a little bit. So I'm like, that don't seem right. So I go outside and they kind of, they kind of just still stand there. And I kind of reach down and see if there's some kind of stickers or something holding them together. I'm like, I'm just thinking, I'm like, no, I'm not going to look for that because it can't be that. It can't be that. Anyway, so I'm like, well, no stickers. They're all clean. And I mean, there is no separating these two canines. There is no, I mean, you couldn't get the jaws alive for these two dogs out. So uh, I'm like, well, if it is his unit in there, I'm like, I don't want to go twisting and tugging because, I mean, that'll rip this dude apart. So I, I'm not going to do that. So I kind of pulled the fur away for further inspection. Sure enough, he was anchored in, man, like a freaking ha- like a freaking freight ship in a dry dock, man. He wasn't going anywhere. Anyway, so I'm like, huh. I don't want to tear him up. Well, fortunately, I've got a good close friend that's a veterinarian. So I call her. I texted him. I'm like, hey, dude, my two, our two dogs, is it normal for two dogs to get stuck while they're getting nice? And he's like, anyway, so he calls me. We ended up talking. He's like, oh, yeah, they call that. We call that a, a, a dog knot. 
<laughs> so uh, it it has a name for it. That's how often it happens. And I guess this is actually part of the normal mating practices of a dog. But uh, incidentally, what happens is is when they're getting into it, they're um, so you know it's like any mammal. You know they're doing their thing. And uh, anyway, after uh, all the business is done. The uh, male side swells up to three times the width of normal. And at the same time, the female contracts down harder, which which uh, essentially locks this union into a fine-threaded bolt of a connection. There is no pulling them apart. This The female has got a grip on this male dog like you can imagine. And you just have to let nature take its course. And after, you know... About five, you know, two to five to maybe even ten minutes that they'll, everything will, you know, subside, go back down to normal. And, um, you know, they go their separate ways and they do the walk of shame, as Landon was saying. But, uh, and this is how I know I'm pretty sure God is a, is a man because he would never do this to his homies, you know. Never give the women this much control. You know, plagues, yeah, sure, why not? Wandering, you know, in the desert for 40 years, yeah, he'll do that to you. You know, a full big judgment day, you know, um, waiting on his son to come back. You know, he's cool with all of that stuff. But this, just over the line. He would never do this to a human man. The dogs, the animals, they don't seem to have a problem with it. That's why I know God's a man, because he would never do this to his homeboys. So, uh, anyway, I learned something new today about dogs, probably more than I wanted to know. And uh, that's what I have. That's really all I have to say about that. You know, it really makes me, it really doesn't make doggy style that much enticing anymore if you really want to be honest with it. So, uh, you know, it's it's just one of those things that we uh, try to look over and immaturely um, examine. But, guys, we're going to get to pig wagon. I hope, I really hope, did everybody enjoy that? Did you learn something? I talked about it on Twitter a little bit today and I had a, quite a few uh, feedback comments, especially Stephanie Straycow. She, uh, I guess she knew about this. So, uh this type of deal. Anyway, we've got a interesting sponsor this week. It's Last Meal Meals. Now, these originally, these people were originally exclusive last meal caterers for death row inmates. And it was such a big hit. I mean, they were killing people. <laughs> hey oh. And um, so they went, they went retail and they're serving out these last meal meals to everyone in the public. Huge hit. So we've got that. We've got Radar Ricardo to follow that up with hopefully give us a wet forecast. And we're going to have the pig wagon right after this on the Dryline Farmer Podcast. Ah, yes. Are you ready to take out your loved one on a special night out? Well, why don't you just stay home and let us bring the night to you? Because here at Last Meal Meals, we have ample experience catering to one person's needs like it's their last night on earth. Oh yeah, Last Meal Meals. We are experienced in serving death row inmates on their last day on the planet. That's right. We've given all kinds of different catered meals to the Unabomber. All kinds of different murderers. They were so, they're kind of a picky bunch, but not until they, and you know, you would think you would lose your appetite on a day like that, but nonetheless, here we are, but we are now in 10 different locations, Huntsville, Terre Haute, Indiana, uh, anywhere there's a state prison, basically, um, yes, we're going to have every meal that you could ever possibly dream of, 
T-bone steaks ingested, injected with chocolate, ribeyes injected with salt and sodium and any other element on the elemental table. Oh yes, such a lovely bouquet of tastes. Try our Death by Chocolate. This one's a big winner with all of our Death Row inmates. Death by Chocolate, Molten Lava. Oh yeah, Ted Bundy really loved this one. He was a hard guy to impress. But nonetheless, he took a big old bite out of it and said, Kill me now because I can die a happy man. Oh yes, what a wonderful customer he was. Not to mention, oh yeah, old Sparky, he fried up some good Mexican food patrons. That's right. They always want the spicy food when they go out the hot way. Last Meal Meals, we're your only choice. Cabron, don't try to pull the chihuahuas apart, man. Bato, you'll break him off. Hey, 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 this is Arena Ricardo. Adina Serio, we'll bring you your giant popper podcast weather up. Hey, Brent, we got a couple of chihuahuas over here, and they're, you know, like they're, it's like you like to say, man, they're getting nice, Bato, and, and they're all, like, stuck together now, and you can't pull them apart or nothing, and fortunately, I just heard your, uh, your episode before, before I gave this report, so now I know about those. That's just the way they, that's just the way they, Hijo de Bato, I got a cramp. Then I got a Charlie horse like you can't imagine, Bato. Well, let me get to the forecast so it didn't piss you all off or whatever. Hey, Bato, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be kind of nice and everything. I mean, it's going to be a little windy, but like next week or whatever, it's going to like go the rain. I'm looking at the NOAA website or whatever, and it's like saying, like, everybody's going to, like, the whole country's going to get rain, Bato. I'm looking at it, and it's getting all wild and woolly, Bato, man, it's getting like purple and blue and all kinds of things, man, Bato, so... Looking at the uh, local weather, man. Looking at the local weather. Hey, Bato, it's pretty good, huh? Huh? Ah. Hey, Bato, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's going to be... Well, yeah, Sunday's going to get cold, but Friday, Saturday's going to be a pretty nice weekend. 64, uh, 74, 66, 49, Bato. And then Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Bato, it's going to rain like a bitch of mother, Bato. Hey, man, we've got Last Meal Meals, Bato. That's the sponsor this week. Because their dinners... Oh, wait for it. Uh, to die for, Bato. They give you all the richest and all the saltiest and all the fattest foods that all the uh, death row inmates, you know, then uh, I think you would lose your appetite, you know, when you're fixing to go out and eat, Bato, or, you know, go out, you're gonna go out and eat, you're gonna take your last meal, Bato, eh? But, uh, no, last meal meals, man, they give you the na- the uh, soppiest, wettest, <coughs> I mean, hell yeah, I'd get sick just thinking about it, Bato. Last meal meals, a great sponsor for the Dry Man Farmer Podcast. I am Reynaldo Mercado, and then I said you. Back to you. Well, thanks, Ricardo, for that. Uh, I know it's going to be an accurate forecast. Well, everybody, we uh, we're changing it up. We're doing a little sport. I don't know. Is this sports talk? I mean, it's sports, yeah. sex. I mean, it's everything you want in a podcast, really. It's every guy's fantasy. Yeah, I That's mean, what we're talking well, about to get busted for it. Yeah, here we go. It's Bob Crafty time. Busted? I bet they like to get busted. <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's kind of a poor choice of word. Landon, what do you think of the desk? I mean, it's not just like 
Amish Oakwood furniture stuff. And, and I know it is a little wobbly. I still got to do a couple cross members. <laughs> is this oak or, or pine? <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, Douglas fir yeah. from the hardware store, Landon. <laughs> yeah. Notice all the knots in the wood. <laughs> it's, it's better than, than Michael Scott's table when that's, he's in his apartment. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> or his bed for that matter. So like, now nah, I'm digging it. I like this table. Jan, Jan has a, she has a space issues. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, we got so much into Bob Crane that we had. To, I was just going to talk about Bob Craft in the first segment. And, you know, we just we got to cover the current events every once in a while. So it's not politics. We know what the politics is going on. But we're uh, talking about the Bobs today. The Bobs. Yeah. I, did, I had no idea you had a meeting with the Bobs. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah, he called me after work. <laughs> Your name. <laughs> what would you say? You do here. <laughs> your name is Michael Bolton. Why don't you just change your name? Why should I change? He's the one that sucks. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, what a cult classic that Man. movie was. What a cult classic. So, Landon, you know, so I was perusing through some of these uh, pictures of Bob Kraft. Really, I was perusing through the pictures of his girlfriend. Now, do we? I need to pull. Up, I need to pull up his uh, Wikipedia page, don't I? I've got Bob Crane in here, so we're gonna do Bob Kraft. And obviously, everybody knows who he is. He's the owner of the New England Patriots. He's a billionaire. He's a chairman and CEO of the Kraft Group. So this dude... Do they make that hot sauce I love? Barbecue sauce, I mean? Barbecue sauce. sauce. I don't know, but they do make the uh, macaroni and cheese that I love. Ah. Oh, man. To think... Oh, his political party is Democratic. I didn't know that. So he was married. He's only been married once. And he was married for, let's see, from 63 to 2011, Landon. That's what, like 50... 48 years. 48 years. Yeah, I suck at, suck at math, but uh, I suck at English. But uh, yeah, so he was married to his old gal for a long time. Let's get, let's pull her up. I mean, that's a bad choice of words. Myra Kraft. Now, I wonder, she was an American philanthropist. I don't know if he, she was the one, like he married into it or whatever, but uh, looks like he was the one that got it started. So yeah. Net her, worth $6.6 billion. Yeah. and. Wow. I mean, you need that to cover a $60 spa charge, you know? That's I mean, true. You really want to have some... Le- you you want to don't be over-leveraged when you go to the spa place in Jupiter, Florida. I guess once you get over $5 billion, you're not even going to argue with them about price anymore. You would, yeah, you would think the haggling would kind of come to an end, but... uh yeah, so I mean, especially when they've got Tiger Avenue going down. This is—I wonder if he's taking a picture next to the hydrant that he ran into, <laughs> or was it? Did he had a hydrant or a stop sign? I forgot what Tiger ran into. Uh, other than the end of his career and his four iron. Yeah, and, yeah, that's right. Isn't that what she came after him with? Was a—it was, a, was an, an iron. Yeah, yeah, it was an iron. Whatever, whatever the caddy handed her. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think you'll get a better reach, Elon, with a four iron, you know, yeah. because last week you tried to come out a wedge, and I thought that was a little presumptuous. Try, try this long iron. <laughs> Stay away from the one iron. Nobody can hit that. Nobody, you couldn't hit a black guy with that. <laughs> easy. Uh, easy, easy. Anyway, so, yeah, another example of people with a lot of money and – you would think like an awesome looking, I mean, looks aren't everything, but a Swedish, I mean, you, we were talking earlier in the, in the, about the intro, a Swedish babysitter. I mean, what, I mean, that's like top of the pyramid for dudes, isn't it? Mm-hmm. A Swedish, or, you know, or like a Swedish swim team. Like who was the, who was the, was it the Swedish swim team that Dumb and Dumber that Harry and Lloyd passed off at the end of the ep- at the end of the movie. Hey, <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> we were this. It's like, hey, we need somebody to uh, tan uh, a oil lotion. Down. <laughs> oil us down while we go to, 
You know, we traveled the uh, country for the summer. My friend here is a bit slow. The town is that, <laughs> that way. <laughs> You'll have to forgive my friend. He's, He's a, a little <laughs> slow. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, it's movie quote night here on the on the podcast. But so yeah, Robert Kraft, dude goes in. Uh, how about a little early life? He was born in Massachusetts, so he's a he's a small town hero. You know, he's a small town guy does good. Uh, he was at the age of twenty seven. He was elected chairman of the Newton. Uh, Fig Newton looks like Newton Democratic City Committee. Hey, that c- Democratic City Committee. Uh, he considered running against Massachusetts Third Congressional District Rep, but chose not to, citing the loss of privacy and strain on his family. Boy, if that's not a foreshadow of that, what would happen later on in his life? I don't know <laughs> what it is. Yeah. So, um, touche, Bobby. Touche. So, as everybody knows, he began his pro- professional career. And uh, got into craft, uh, you know, craft foods. Uh, he was an investor with a television corporation, yada, yada, yada. So his sports team, guess what his, the fir- name of his first sports team was, Landon? Huh. The Boston Blank. And Boston. it's not the Red Sox or the Celtics. The Boston Lobsters. Oh, neat. Yeah. What would really be fitting if it was the Boston Crabs? <laughs> that is a foreshadow. That is a foreshadow. Are you eating the tail on that lobster? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm looking here, and the philanthropy the philanthropy section is a lot more in-depth than the 2019 solicitation charge, maybe because it hasn't, maybe because his story hasn't been written yet. But uh, dude, you know he do- he donates a lot of money to all that kind of crap, arts and sciences. And yeah, stuff he's a great guy. He's yeah, he's really a- he's a real Mick to say the least. So, all right, let's get into what we're talking about here. 2019 solicitation charge on February 22nd, 2019. Daniel Kerr sounds made up. The police chief of Jupiter, Florida, announced that Kraft would face two misdemeanor charges for soliciting another to commit prostitution. Stemming from a human trafficking sweep in Jupiter. Invest, that's why this is we really shouldn't be laughing about this. Investigators suspected managers at a day spa where Kraft was allegedly re- video recorded in sexual activity were sex trafficking women, forcing the women to perform sex acts on the clients. That would be the worst job in police as as a police officer, other than maybe doing like body cavity searches, to have to watch some seventy seven year old crusty Crusty, crusty guy. billionaire get his yeah. jollies off. Crusty billionaire get his, yeah. his old wanker tug or yeah, what, get whatever. His, yeah, get his get his cookies, you know. But uh, so it goes on to say deputies had to had begun to monitor the day spas. Gee, now that's a really hard job, <laughs> and were able to place hidden cameras inside the facility. They claim Kraft was caught. This is like that Reno nine one one Miami movie. Uh, you remember? <laughs> Easy. He goes, Be gentle. <laughs> yeah. He goes in there undercover and then she just starts whipping his ass. <laughs> yeah. And she talks like in a Japanese accent. And then he runs off. He goes, Hey, yeah, you can tell Jerry that the cops ain't going to be bothering us anymore. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, they claim Kraft was caught on camera receiving the alleged acts, according to the lead investigator. A spokesperson for Kraft issued a statement to categorically deny that Mr. Kraft was engaged in any illegal activity. On February 25th, Dave Orenberg, state attorney for Palm Beach County, announced that Kraft was among 25 people facing first-degree misdemeanor charges for solicitation. So uh, we need to find out what's... uh, I heard the name of the spa the other day. I'm going to type in Bob. We need to do an episode on just uh, what we can get from... Do like a minimal word Google search and see what comes up. So... 
that's that's how you really know if you've made it. So if you just type in your name and like you know, say you type in your name and it'll say like John Doe and then it'll give it like a word after John Doe, like John Doe bathing, John Doe prostitution sting. You know, that's when you know you've made it if you've got like a list of fifteen different things. So I've got Bob Craft new wife. Bob Craft Wife, Robert Craft, Bob Craft Network, Bob Craft Day, aw, Bob Craft Day spa, spa. I need to find out what the name of it is. All right, I think it was. Um, okay, to even top this off, uh, Orchids of Asia Day Spa. I mean, could that be any more stereotypical? <laughs> I mean, for real. I mean. Orchids of Asia Day Spa. Is that what I said? Yeah, Orchids of Asia Day Spa in Jupiter. I figured it'd be like the Joy Luck Club. <laughs> <laughs> I figured it'd be like Full Metal Jacket or something. Yeah. <laughs> so um, on January 20th, a billionaire allegedly entered a room at the spa, hugged a woman inside, and removed his clothing before laying face up on a massage table. At 11.02, the woman began manipulating his goodies which continued for several minutes, the affidavit from Jupiter Police read. Couldn't they just come in as soon as she gives him the blue pill? Yeah, it's like the Matrix. You take the blue pill, you go down the rabbit and see how far the rabbit hole goes. You take the red pill, you crap through a screen door. After a few minutes, the, whim, the woman... Hi, Landon. He wiped, she wiped Kraft in the area of his goodies with a white towel, helped him get dressed, and hugged him again. He gave her a hundred dollar bill and another bill before I want and another bill. I wonder if that's like a check or something. It's like here you owe me before leaving around eleven thirteen a.m. So he walked in at eleven o two and came out at eleven o three. No, 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 no. That's when it started. Eleven o two. He's done. I guarantee you, she didn't get much done on his shoulders. Oh, she's good. Yeah. Actually, I just got a massage last week and it was. She worked for an hour and 20 minutes, and it was totally... I don't want any immature comments here, Landon, but this it was totally on the up and up, okay? Were you laying stomach down? Yes, the whole time. Yes, it was very professional. If anything, y'all made the beast with two stomachs, not the beast with two backs. (laughs) (laughs) On the same day, Kraft allegedly engaged in that encounter. The same day, they competed in the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. He went to Orchids of Asia Day Spa, then flew to Kansas City to the AFC Championship game. That is covering some ground. I mean, you think he carries that thing in a carry-on, or does he stow it? Of course, I know he's got his own. Oh, man. Jeez. I mean, so what is this a fetish for old dudes? What I mean, obviously the dude's got plenty of money. And, you know, I was... Here's a 39-year-old girlfriend. Which brings me to the... Uh, so I'm looking at all these pictures of him with his girlfriend. I mean, of, she's just slamming hot, you know. She's a lot taller than he is. And I, I thought to myself, you could caption every one of these vi- uh, pictures with the caption, just waiting. <laughs> yeah, she probably doesn't like him spending all that money on things he doesn't... That, that she could do. Well, I mean, in his defense, he's only knocking off 60 bucks at a time. I mean, it's not like he's blow. Oh, it adds up, Brent. <laughs> I guess, you know, orchids. I mean, you think they'd have something in in up, you know, in uptown Boston, but I mean, you know, she's a, you know, she's a ten. She's probably some model or whatever. Um, I mean, you know, every picture she looks like she just, you know, walked out of a makeup studio. Looks perfect. There's no crappy pictures. 
Yeah, and he's in the same boring suit every time. I'm thinking that's the suit he plans on dying in. I mean, he figures he'll just he'll save him sixty bucks and he's just you know throw me in the casket with the with the old uh, dark dark um, jacket and uh, black. I mean, he's wearing a black tie most of the time. Sometimes he's got a blue in there and there's a dark dark red one. But okay, so here's a picture of him and his girlfriend. She's in a bikini. And they're standing in front of a green screen. I don't know if that's trying to make him look slimmer or make her disappear. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, in front of it, I mean, she's laughing really hysterically. And then he's kind of got a old 88-year-old grin on his face. I can only imagine why. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, but yeah, the dude go, flies halfway across the country from a rub and tug to the AFC championship game. Meanwhile, Tom Brady's over there wearing his performance, you know, pajamas, going going home every night to Elon Nord. Or, I mean, not Elon Nordgren, but uh, uh, um, what's her name, Landon? Not Elle McPherson, um, Giselle Bunchkin, or whatever her name is. Yeah, Giselle. Giselle. I mean, stereotypical much, you know? That's almost like Melania. So yeah, uh, his uh, his um, his lawyer goes on to say at a news conference on Monday. Uh, the lawyer steered away from his case specifically and spoke about human trafficking. No human trafficking charges have been filed against Kraft or any of the other defendants connected to the massage parlors. Quote, these cases aren't about any one defendant or any group of defendants. The larger picture, which must be all, which we must all confront, is the cold reality that many prostitutes in cases like this are themselves victims, often lured into the country with promises of a better life. Only to be put into a sweatshop. So yeah, bad bad news there. Only he, only to make a couple hundred bucks for churning some billionaire's butter. I know, you know. I mean, so you, now you heard about Matt Kuchar and his crappy tip he gave. You know, crappy pay that he gave the local. Oh, I think caddy. so. Yeah. So he. Uh, oh yes, I did. So yeah. his cat, his normal caddy, couldn't make it. He had a. Uh, I don't know if he had to go to a wedding or maybe he had a kid born or something. Anyway. He had that little kid from Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, hey, man, you still in my clubs or whatever he yeah. does. It's like, I'm hey, man, be careful. <laughs> yeah, I'm your caddy. Oh, so he's got those dirty-ass socks for <laughs> head covers. That is so awesome. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so his regular caddy couldn't make it. So he hired, and I guess the, a custom in the PGA is you hire the local caddy at the club that you're playing at. And so this is in Mexico, and he hires a guy, and they make a deal from the outset. It's like, okay, I'm going to pay you like 2500 bucks, and if I win, I'm going to pay you like another 5000 And granted, he already knows what the purse is. He knows if he wins, he's going to win like $1.3 million. So Cooch, that's what they call him, you know, he ends up winning the thing. And d- dude, I mean, I guess you got to hand it to him. Dude sticks to his contract, but he pays the guy five grand. You know, most of the time caddies get ten percent. I think of the yeah. purse of the of the players' winnings. He's like, no, nope, that's what we agreed on. But you know, I got to thinking, Landon, Cooch could actually be doing this guy a favor because he might be paying him under the table. Because I mean, this is like a serious. Well, he deal. ended up paying him fifty thousand. Did he? I think so. Well, that blows my story up. Then sorry. Thanks. Okay, we can end the podcast now. No, so before Landon's uh, uh, untimely. Uh, comment there my debbie downer <laughs> debbie downer um i was thinking i wonder if he's paying him under the table because in mexico if any of the cartels get wind of somebody coming in with a big stack of cash whether Ooh, it's good point a huge stack of cash or just a you know small they're kind of come after him 
So I'm wondering if Cooch was playing the good guy here and taking the fall for being a bad tipper or a bad, you know, a bad uh, boss or whatever and saving this guy's life by paying him under the table. Nope. What do you, you think of that? Nope, he's just cheap. He's just cheap. Well, I'm gonna. I like to give people. Well, I used to like to give people the benefit of the doubt, but yeah. nonetheless, you're you gonna know, give him a mulligan because yeah, I'm gonna give him a mulligan on this one. And like he was playing at the World Golf Championship this last week, and they were they were still clapping for him in Mexico, nonetheless. So I guess he didn't hack off too many people. But so yeah, you know, money does strange things to lots of people, actually to everybody. So yeah. actually, he could have been doing this guy a favor, but. Yeah. You know, Brent, I'm reading a little bit on this on this Robert Kraft. Okay. And I just saw an article where it said the NFL is not going to interfere with the investigation, which I find funny because the NFL's interpretation of interference in the <laughs> NFC Championship game was horrible when the Rams got tackled the receiver before the ball got there. Well, they don't know what interference is. That was the NFC, Landon. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, they don't even know what to catch. You know, a little side rant here. Everybody complains about, oh, the NFL can't even tell you what a catch is. It's because it's not black and white. Catches are all different. They're always people. You've got these guys moving, and these refs have to make a call in literally less than half a second if it's a call. And then they get so you get the instant replay, and a lot of times the replay right when the like right when the critical part of the play comes to fruition on the video. They're trying to slow mo it so much that it ends up being blurry. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think they could sharpen that up a little bit. I mean, we went to the Cowboy game and they had a freaking sixty yard or eighty yard freaking TV. You'd think they could knock <laughs> that blurriness out. Yeah. You know, with all the technology they have now. I have so many gripes with the replay. Like you have a play and they put it on replay. Why don't you just show the one good angle or the two good angles? No, we're gonna show you nineteen bad angles, and then if you if you're still hanging around, we're gonna show you the good angles. Here's the now here's the view from a fifteen year old girl up in section four hundred, right behind her popcorn yeah. can. Yeah, that's inconclusive, Bob. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I yeah, I don't I, either. I don't know why replay takes more than eighteen seconds. Like, yeah. why don't they just have a guy that's all he does and he's good at it? And yeah. they're like, hey, what do you see? Well, it's not a catch. Okay, it's not a catch. Right. Yeah, I mean, that kind of takes the complaint. And it's like, oh, that's not reviewable. Well, why not? It would fix it. Exactly. I mean, I mean if it takes another five minutes to uh, make a, you know, if it takes, if it makes a game last a little more than, you know, three hours, then so be it. I mean, I know people get pissed off when church lasts more than, you know, uh, 55 minutes. Especially during football season. Seriously, yeah, when the Cowboys are playing at noon. So, uh, yeah, fix it. I don't know. So, Atlanta, we've. Well, that's still NFL. Bob Kraft, NFL, Jollies. Yeah, he cookies. owns an NFL team. He now. does an NFL team. He's he moved up from the lobsters. You think he has a farm? Yeah. The Bob, I wonder if he still owns the Bobston, Bobston, Bobston lobsters. Boston Los Lobsters. Dude, I tell you what. Man, you're horrible, horrible uh, at this whole thing. I'm <laughs> on going Gloyd on this thing. I bet he does make the barbecue sauce if he still owns the lobsters. Cause. Okay, let's see here. Um, he considered moving the Patriots to Hartford, Connecticut based on an offer. But uh, for a new stadium, but that fell through. Uh, so they're staying at Foxborough. Uh, let's see. Somebody offered him to bu- offered to buy the team from him in '92. Of course, that's back when they sucked. Brent, have you ever heard the story about Vladimir Putin stealing one of his Super Bowl rings? Uh uh-uh. uh It's up here somewhere. It's a is it collusion? I think it's robbery. So here's a picture with Clint. Uh, let's see. Here's a picture with Trump. Here's a picture with Obama, and here's a picture with George W. And he's giving them all. Well, I guess that's because he's won a he's won a Super Bowl in every uh, the last three presidential terms. No kidding. Yeah, I guess you get to go to the White House every time. 
Yeah. Well, guys, that's we are getting way long, and uh, that's just ended, what we ended up talking about. We're going to get that. We're going to prepare. We want to give Re- uh, Ricardo and Diego plenty of time to refine this infomercial because it's you're going to like it. It's It might be a legit sponsor of the Dry Line Farmer podcast. And don't forget about that Global Ag Network. So, um, guys, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Landon's got his little girl up here, and my, uh, one of our boys is entertaining her, so... Everything turned out well. We're great. She'll, we'll, we'd love to have her back, Landon. Oh, she'll probably be back eventually. Awesome, awesome. All right, well, guys, we're going to get out of here. Until next time, y'all stay safe, and I uh, hope everybody has a nice, enjoyable spring. And until next time, we'll ask you, what side of the line are you on? The Dry Line Farmer Podcast brought to you by a Hate Crime Country LLC. If you don't like your life, we'll make something up for you. The Dryline Farmer Podcast, now a member of the Global Ag Network. All rights reserved, 2019.